0: Welcome to Adana's Lounge In the lounge you can get comfortable grab something to relax listen to discussions about everything except politics and religion so please come grab a spot on my couch kick back and enjoy the experience Welcome to Adana's Lounge Showcase I want to let everybody know that I am excited about having this very, very, very special person in the lounge today. Uh, I have my cousin, the one and only Nicole Lawson. Hey, Nicole. Hello. Hi. Hey, Boo. How are you? Hey, cousin. I'm doing so much because? better. I to kick it with you tonight. I know, right? I know. I am so excited that you are here. So, I am honored that you are here. You, um, you are a woman uh, with so many irons in the fire, and I wanted to make sure that I had you in my showcase so that everybody will know what it is that you do. Who, who is Nicole D. Lawson? So, let's get right into it. Ready? Let's go. I'm ready. Let's do this. Let's go. Let's do this. (laughs) Oh, well like I did say, you, you are a, a a woman of many talents. You have a lot of irons in the fire, you're a singer, you're an actress, you are a mompreneur among so many other things. Tell us a little bit about the different hack that you do later. Without going too Isn't deep it... into detail. Okay. <laughs> so you got a, a lot going on. <laughs> That's That's a thing. Um, hold on. Yeah. Um you summed it up very well, um, First and foremost, I am a woman. <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. And, uh, then I'm, I'm, I'm a mother um, an entrepreneur. Um, I've been singing and asking professionally. I was thinking for about 15 years. Um, That's not why. I know, right? I know. I know. be mm. <laughs> amazing. Wow. And that makes me feel so kind of old when I say that. <laughs> <laughs> I feel. You. I feel blessed <laughs> <laughs> because you're not that old I don't. Forty 45 ain't nothing to sneeze at I mean look here oh <laughs> I'm, and, uh, look. Hey, don't even I'm middle eight. age thank, thank you, you my dear you know it well. it well. you know we're awesome we're awesome ladies you know we just got that swag we just got that you know you don't clap kind of thing either but we just right, keep it right Wait. We got to keep it split. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. amazing. But, so you've been singing and, and you've had acting too for about 15 years? Mm-hmm. Uh, the acting yeah. actually, the acting hasn't been as long. I kind of stumbled upon, oh, okay. <laughs> upon that. Someone yeah. just called mm-hmm. me one day and was like, hey, we need somebody to fill in as an extra for this thing. And I was like, mm-hmm. and then, the funny thing is I was trying, I was knocking on doors and trying to get an agent in the metro I used to live in and um, I was always, I was just to things just by myself. And I was getting jobs here and there. Um, pretty, Um It started to become pretty consistent, Um, but I just could not get an um, agent's attention. I needed to have, like, better headshots and a reel. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of hard to get a reel if you don't get a job. So it was like a catch-point right. thing I was in. So I'm going to take whatever I right, could right. try to get something on, try to get good, whatever footage I could get. And then as far as the um, headshots were concerned, I was struggling, so I couldn't really afford to see the photographers they were recommending. So I used my iPhone and I just started taking oh. all the pictures I could, finding ways to get it edited, just all kinds of stuff. Just whatever. Exactly. Whatever. Whatever works. Boom. Know. Whatever works. I noticed exactly. Because I noticed I had friends that were in the Metro and they were mm-hmm. even doing like big acting jobs because they were working on the reg. And I'm like, okay, I got kids, I need to be working on a red. Otherwise I'm gonna have to go back by nine to five and work for somebody else and I just said this doesn't my soul think, just, it doesn't make my soul smile having to work for somebody else <laughs> I'm exactly so like, exactly yeah. now how how are you able to juggle everything that you have going on because you are a single mom with four children so how are you actually able to juggle um, the singing the acting uh, you also have um, one, you and one of your daughters um, y'all have a, a shop online also do you not Mm-hmm. Yeah, we just started the stop, stop uh, covered by Clinton. Yeah. And um, it's been, oh, go ahead. Mm-hmm. No, I was just going to say so, how are you able to juggle all those things and still be the, the hands on, present mother that you are? Because it's not like you just have one, you have four. You have four babies. I do. I do and you know it it is crazy I joke a lot and say welcome to the jungle or thanks for coming to the jungle I can't because that I mean they're really there really isn't. There isn't. I'm not, there is, I don't think there really is a good balance when you're one person and you don't have a choice. I wish I could say that I have shared custody or I have some parental right. help. No, it. it's all right. me. Right. So, I mean, right. so I don't, I really don't do it all. I mean, something always sometimes kind of suffers. I mean, like if I'm focusing right. really hard two days on something, then, you know, the dishes might not get done. The liquor may look a little crazy. Or if, you know, the I right. have a Girl Scout thing, you know, they all need my son's got karate all three of the girls and three different troops and or every once in a while they may get a gig every once in a while like when we first got settled here my son um got tired to do a music video shoot and it was like a couple hours away so like that's what it was like things that aren't gonna get done thank you he's such a handsome little man man. he is he is that little boy is is my world yeah, he is. People okay. tell you it's was taking a big grown man, mommy. I got this. <laughs> <laughs> and now your children are your children are how old. Uh, so my son's four. And okay. my daughters are seven, eight, and fifteen. Wow. So it's it's yeah, girl, it's it is. I had to I take a pause I and I say it. So it's a lot. It is a lot. I didn't realize so I they been, all that old already. Yeah, quick, quick. I feel like I just gave birth for to l to like two weeks ago. Like um as my mom says yeah. you go to sleep, you wake up, they're scared of they're gone. I you know, I cannot wait to get to that point. I really can't. I cannot wait to go back to their house and color on their walls um, and eat French fries in their car. Oh like let me tell you <laughs> Justin, he 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 graduated high school, he went away to college graduated college and came right back home oh my (laughs) god but he's doing his thing and that's what I love you know I don't care if you come back home as long as you continue to do your thing you know uh, I got your back Mm -hmm. because I know you're working towards something so much bigger so Mm -hmm. I don't mind you coming back home if that's where you need to come back home so that you can get all your Get everything together. By all means, do that. So that you can get right. all your, get everything set up for the future. He's yeah. already done his schooling. All that's done. So now that's the next chapter. So right. in due time, my dear, in due time. Because <laughs> when I, I told uh, it seemed like I took a few naps and Justin went from being right. in elementary school. The next minute he went to high uh-huh. school and I don't high school was a blur for me you know well it has been very slow around here I can I'm looking for it I'm looking for to all of it being grown so I can get my money back my house back (laughs) my grocery (laughs) budget back listen I'm I'm tired of having this big old house I love my babies, but I'm definitely looking forward to them not being babies anymore. You know, I do what I can to enjoy the journey along the way, but um, it's definitely, it's not easy at all. It's not easy. Um, You know, I just want them to see me. Um, Mm -hmm. I want Mm -hmm. them to see me, like, never settle. So, I want them to see me always, like, staying true to myself and whatever my purpose and calling is, and always, like, going forth in that direction and I encourage them right. to do the same you know I think it's a tragedy when parents um, try to encourage their kids to quote unquote be realistic you know mm-hmm. um, I mm-hmm. just learned i having a conversation with someone about that with my oldest if your child says they want to do this for you to tell them to be realistic I kind of grew right. up with, with that, and I feel like having a lack of support for the things that I really wanted to do because it wasn't realistic. Um, and right. you know, it was a setback for me. It took a long time for me to get to a place where I was like, you know what, I'm going my own damn kid, I'm support myself, and I do not care what it looks like. I will figure out how to make it happen, what I want to happen by any means necessary. And anybody who, who ate, like, who can't see it, like, I can't see right. Just do right. it. So, you're, you know, you got that right for my kids. Uh huh. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Wow. And you are doing yeah. it. And I'm very, very proud of you. <laughs> I can't even express how proud I am because um, this is something that a lot of people don't know, especially people um, that I talk to about my family and so on and so forth and I talk about you and yes I've been I've been bragging on you a little bit, you know. I, Why not I love it? Why not? Hey. Why not? The family. And that's what we're supposed to do but um one thing that I can say is that um when I when I look at your social media and I look at your relationship with your children and I see you can't fake the love in their eyes you can't face that and I see the love in their eyes I see the love in your eyes and I see how I see the bond, the closeness that you and your children have. And I think that that is a beautiful thing. And for you to be a single mom and your children still look at you with that type of admiration, it, it does my heart good because you don't really see that as often as you should in our community. You know what I mean? Um, a lot of us, unfortunately, like to make excuses and things of that nature when the father is not in the picture or the mother is not in the picture. Um, we We allow... Our children to use that as an, as an excuse for why they behave or, or do the things that they do. Um, mm-hmm. In my case, um, I never, I, first of all, I've always, even even at a young age, I've always given Justin the room to, to be his own person. I've always allowed him to make decisions, set your goals, find your passion. When you find your passion, yeah. you set those goals and you work toward mm-hmm. those goals to achieve what it is that you want to achieve. And he has been doing that, and he took that lesson from me, and he's, you know, used that throughout his life, not just in school, but even now. He's 22, so even as a grown man, he's still is using those things and things that I call them. And, you know what's crazy? Sometimes when you tell your kids stuff, they don't, you don't think they listen until they get older and they start actually showing you, look, I've been listening to you. I might not have acted like that when I was, you know, when I was younger. Well, that's good like to that. know. So teenagers, oh my God. It's like everything. Absolutely. It, it was so I mean, on you say? uh uh-huh. Like, teenagers think that you were just so stupid you don't know anything. But then... I was the dumbest I'll, I was a dumbest thing officer <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. That's, that's where we're at with the teenager, and I'm like, girl, like I'm literally looking at myself. Like I wrote the book on all of this stuff. Like let me help you, okay? Right, um, right. Yeah. So what you're learning now is not something new. My house, yeah. I've got like the teenage days. I've got the you know preschool and the in between oh and all God, that. You so, got right. I've got you stories for got all right now. Right, all of them, and so. <laughs> Um, but you know I, I don't have any complaints overall about my mm-hmm. daughter though um, I'm really proud of her I'm proud of the young lady that she is um uh, um, she's very body yeah, positive. Yeah. She's very well rounded. She has a very mm-hmm. diverse group of uh, girlfriends and guy friends. That's another reason why I wanted to move my kids that's back to where I was from because um, I felt like where we used to live, it definitely lacked that diversity. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, mm-hmm. that's another that's conversation. That's another show. Uh, uh, get yeah, back home. Yeah, <laughs> I'm all about that. Yeah. So well, me ask but, um, you this. I did, I, I'm sorry, I didn't mean it. Please. No, go ahead. Please. I was gonna say so out of everything that you do, the singing, the acting, the hands on amazing mom that you are for, mm-hmm. what do you, what do you enjoy doing the most? the most? Let me let me take the mom part out because that's a gift in itself. Mm-hmm. Whether you know, whether we wanna see it or not, sometimes we might wanna, you know, <laughs> do something yeah. that we would definitely get locked up for but <laughs> yeah but I'm not look like, I can't say too much about that when we'll okay. uh, right uh, I'll right, you, right I'll tell you what your cousin said to me one time and you let know let guess Wayne yeah your dad? you know <laughs> made, yeah, so major pain major pain coming with yeah. me. I always got to make your pain so right so one <laughs> one day um, he said to me and he was you know kind of jokingly saying you know, we can't get you to come to church on time. You'll barely show up to a job on time if you're just tired of that job or whatever. He was like, but let me get a phone call to send somewhere halfway across the world. you got to leave within three hours. And then your call time at 3 a.m., 3.45 a.m. you got to have this, this, and that. You can have no money in the bank. <clears throat> You'll be totally motivated. You won't get up. You're going to find it. You're going to get there and get it done. He, well, that answered that question. <laughs> he, was that he was mad at me because I didn't come to church once a <laughs> it was Sunday. Oh, shoot. And so he said that. And I'm like, you know what? <laughs> You're right. You're right. And I'm going to own that because that's what moves me. That's what moves me back. And I answered your question right there. <laughs> yes, it does. So what what do you like to do? What do you enjoy doing the loop then? Because we know singing is number one, you you'll cut off a limb if you had to get there. So what is what do you enjoy doing the least? Since you know singing is what you like to do most, what is it that you like doing the least? <laughs> okay, so it would be working. <laughs> it would be working like a job that really is going nowhere like maybe getting right. 50 cent or a couple dollar raise every year you know maybe a couple dollars per hour I had a job working for a utility company and everybody was like oh this is amazing you got a nice corporate job mm-hmm. you can jump mm-hmm. in every day no pay for that that's amazing like everybody right. has their place and I appreciate it Man, mm-hmm. exactly was a on our property a couple days ago and my power oh. was knocked out and I appreciate those utility workers who got out here like yeah. that and had it up like in a couple of hours so no stage, that's just, yes. Everybody does, you know, everything everybody moves differently. So, but I like pretty silly company, and um, although like it was a good job and benefits were amazing, and I kept getting raises every couple of months because you know, I'm good for people, I'm good at my job, blah blah blah. Right. You know, I could have played the game and continued. But it really right. drove me nuts. Like it was within six to eight months, every day going to work, I felt like I was dying on the inside because I was giving yes. my entire day. I was getting up at 5 a.m., but I was just there because I wanted the good check. Uh, there was no yes. love, no passion in it. it, had nothing to do with my purpose. When I got called to do a gig or rehearse or perform, and that used to drive me nuts because I always got paid more money, and it was a hard balance because it's like if I take this gig, I might lose this job, and then I need to come back and have these regular paychecks. It was right. that was a tough, I was a tough decision, but that was actually the last. Job, job that I ever had, because I literally started to get depressed. I started going to see a therapist, and I was depressed because yeah. I wasn't in my purpose. Like that's what you right. try to do, and that's what you're supposed to do. Like you come alive, you love it, you're thriving, you look forward to going. But I, I was right. so unhappy. I was so I was totally depressed because I was getting and you it got and in love with the Yeah, I I hated it. I had to give so much of myself and so much of my time to that when I got done and after I picked up my kids and then so much of my kids also was going to childcare and that whole, it was like a whole like rat rat race and it it was, it was very overwhelming Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. in a way that I just couldn't tolerate anymore for me. And, um, and I kept looking up and saying like, where's the end to this? I didn't see like the end to that. So for me, like that's a no, like. I can't. I can't just do something just to chase the bag, and no space for somebody else who can. I had to find another way right. right for me. All, All right. right, everything isn't here. For everybody. Yeah. Right. As a parent, you got you, you better do what you got to do and take good care of your kids. You so obviously, I wasn't just going to just be a bum and not do anything, but I had to right. figure something else out. You know, I had to figure out how to make it work for what I wanted to do that would keep me alive and happy and thriving because I was literally, like, I didn't have time. I didn't have the time or energy to give to anything that really made sense to me and that meant anything to me afterwards. Right. And that's very important to make sure that you do what if you're not doing what it is that you enjoy doing if you're not doing whatever it is that you have a passion for you're not going to put the bathroom forward you're not going to be present and and it's going to fail one way or another either you're going to get fired or something you're going to get a pay cut something is not going to work out or you're going to (laughs) quit because you know and I've I've been there too and um like i said i'm a single mom too and i've been a single mom my whole entire life so i know what that's what that's like to have to get out there and grind because you have yeah. uh the mouth to feed and you have somebody else depending on you but you're sacrificing yourself a little bit for that reason. And it's worth that sacrifice because your children need you. But at the same time, you are dying inside little by little because it's like, I don't like doing this. I don't want to do this. I hate going to this job. I, I, what can I do to work for myself? What can I do to do mm-hmm. what I want to do with, you know, I want something that'll make me happy. So then while you're working and doing all that for the man, you could be thinking and working and you know and try to figure out what it is that you can do and then go forward that's what i ended up having to do um but one thing that i do want to know is how did you go from now now let me let me put a pin in that real quick before i go too far yeah i don't have to give everybody a little backstory about it okay. because, <laughs> are you gonna give them all the tea <laughs> i'm not gonna give them all the tea i'm gonna give them a sip I'm going to give them a sip or two of some tea because they don't need to know everything. See, some things is better kept unsaid. Or maybe, you know, hey, it might be in the bonus. (laughs) It might be in the bonus content. I don't know. (laughs) Some things you just need to know. (laughs) Some things you just don't need to know. Uh But let me give a quick little backstory to to my listeners about you and I. Okay, I grew up, I'm Generation X. I grew up um, with. I didn't grow up really side by side with Nicole's parents and and everything. But how do I put this? Um, Her father, your father, um, was your father and your um, your aunt and they're all. You know. They're your first cousins. We all. We all. We all. Yes, we all grew up really, really tight. As a matter of fact. My father and your grandfather, um, Frank, were like, they were so close, they were like brothers. So that's why I called him Uncle Frank and Aunt Althea, my aunt, You know, your grandfather, yeah. I him called too. him May He Rest because he was an outstanding, an outstanding man. And he was one of my favorites. And God knows I miss him on a regular. And I miss him long before the Lord took on. Um, yeah, I, under, I understand home. that. I didn't get a and, uh, to really know him like you guys did, but I I feel oh an honored to have been for me to say that to my grandfather. Yes, he was an outstanding individual, and I was attached to his hip. I'm telling you, uh, shoot, you couldn't tell. Say something wrong about my uncle Frank on out there, and we will have some problems. But <laughs> my father and your grandfather. The first cousins, our first cousins and they were so close, they were like brothers and so um, instead of us call, you know me calling them Cousin Frank and Cousin out there we grew up calling them Uncle and Aunt because they were so close we were all so close and that's where your father Lane and um, Charlene Frank you know, I was in, uh, I think it was Charlene's wedding when I was about maybe five or something like that and we were at we were at your grandparents' house all the time. I mean, it was what it was. But um, okay. during that time, at some point or another and keep in mind guys, for those that don't know, we're preacher kids. There it seemed like everybody yes. that got the last name yeah. Lawson uh-huh. <laughs> If if yeah. your last name is Lawson, chances are somebody in your family is a preacher of some kind you it's know a somewhere there's of a some lot of in the south you know there's a bunch i don't think we're related but it's the same thing yeah. all, of all of them Preachers and gospel singers i got to know exactly. all and we tried to see if we had you know family ties who we were able to find me if you don't look the same but who but the same right. thing same story but lawson I, I don't know what it is like we, we, we were very, very, very close to me. and unfortunately, the, the ones that I grew up, up knowing, they're all passing away, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, the, the younger generation, I, I didn't get a chance to know, because at certain point, I don't know at what point, but everybody kind of went their different ways, and different matriarchs and patriarchs were passing away, and so then their children we all just spread out so i knew you when you were when you were itty bitty when you were little um i i've seen pictures of your brothers um i don't remember if i seen them in person i probably did but i don't recall you being the oldest you're the one that i remember most and it's funny because when we first um met well when you first met me <laughs> <laughs> um, we were. It was through Facebook because oh uh, you know your father and I were friends on Facebook, and you was you had asked him, you know, who is this person? You had asked him, who am I? Because you didn't know who I was, and so um, he went in to tell you that you know this is this is your cousin. This is you know Bill's blah, try to get you to know. Or understand who I am. So that's how you and I actually united on Facebook. Although I knew you when you were little, you just didn't know who I am, who I was. So but you since know, that point, uh, since, since that point, a couple of cousins like that. Mm-hmm. Isn't that crazy? I have too. And and ironically, I met a few cousins for you. <laughs> <laughs> that's so cool. <laughs> remember when we had that um that room that you created and I I had no idea that I had other cousins. I mean, I like I said, I don't know any of the younger cousins. I know all the family members all the uh, family members in the older generation, like um, yeah. my age and uh, uh, your father's age and so on and so forth. Um so that's those are the those are the family members that I I remember. So Sorry, guys, we kind of took a little detour, but I wanted to give you a backstory on, on Nicole and I and how we're related. But I do want to get back to this conversation because I want to know how on earth did you go from singing at church, uh, you know, in a school and doing different things like that, to performing in venues and, and being on a, on national networks? And how, how did you get to that point? Like, what all did you do to get there? Because I'm, I'm sure. Admit, uh, so that was a teenager. <laughs> well, actually, no. My very first public appearance, public uh, performance, was actually in mm-hmm. elementary school. I was oh. living in Tom's River, New Jersey, mm-hmm. and I was in elementary. Mm-hmm. And I decided I would surprise my parents and some of their friends. By singing, and it was like some sort of a talent show. Mm-hmm. Oh my and, god! Um, and it was so like cool to see. You know how when you're singing in church, and you might not, be, you know, a kid might not They may not be that great until the parents will be like, "Oh, that's cute," and they'll kind of give them like the courtesy. Story kind of my say, life, come on, baby. <laughs> the story <laughs> of my life, honey. It's like a different reaction when people stop what they're doing and come and pay attention, and they're like, "Oh, right." And so I'll never forget that reaction. And it, it was pretty, it was a pretty amazing feeling. And that was my first time seeing my parents. But I remember seeing my parents look at me with so much respect and like this yes. shock and awe. There was this respect and this, um, like I'm proud of you. And I'm like, i would okay, see their faces right now. <laughs> <laughs> and so, um, it just kind of it went from there. I mean, I was being encouraged a little bit, but it just wasn't the same as actually being you know outside of people who love you and care about you because they're going to be nice right. and seeing strangers like you know some school picnics so everybody's doing what they're doing and playing and stuff but seeing kids and parents come over right. and actually pay attention i'm like "Oh, I making
1: people happy
0: so it went from there um, so i always wanted to be involved in something in the community so middle school the same thing so high school um I started volunteering and singing at, like, nursing homes, stuff like that. I wanted to be a magical singer in every production possible, since there was an immunity theater going on, especially musical theater, like, I was there. And then when I went to school, my first college, I went on a music scholarship, and, um... I wound up meeting my first husband who um, produced my first album and, um, you know, being involved in ministry with him at that time, it was a bit of a door opener because um, it it took me to different churches and other community things and colleges and this and that, Mm -hmm. um, performing and getting to make make more connections and then creating the first project. That was a cool um, way to bring in income and learn a little bit about the business side, and then it just kind of went from there. So, like, as we moved around, we had up part ways, but, um, you know, it, everything kind of started from there. Everything started, I would say, church and community, and just kind of continued to go from there. And then people, of course, started to mm-hmm. um, get you connected with people in the industry, and, and it, I'm sure it just snowballed from there, because when you're doing stuff like mm-hmm. that and you're putting your, yourself out there, for people to see when you're taking your talents out there to the world, sometimes it's kinda hard for people not to notice and and people will reach out to you. So it seems like that's that's probably what has happened with you and I'm very, very proud of you. Which leads me to something else that I do want to make mention of Mm -hmm. because I am girl, I don't even want to use the word proud (laughs) no more because that's so generic and but I can't even express, you know, how I feel because you were recently on Dr. Oz, as a matter of fact, this past Monday, the 21st. So, mm-hmm. and you did your thing, girl. Go, so cousin. I'm so proud of you. Yeah. <laughs> and not only were you on on Monday, but you're also going to be on um, another episode on Friday, which is the 25th, this coming Friday so so how was that experience how was it to meet dr um the doctor. so when i actually met him um in person it was actually earlier this year i want to say january or february and mm-hmm. it was very i thought i was going to be nervous and it was going to be this whole like ceremonious thing but <laughs> was it wasn't he treated First of all, when I, so I went there with my boyfriend at the time, we were just friends and we were like, were, I got booked to do this show and I needed to have a partner on the show with me. So I kind of like, do you want be like, hey, you want to do this thing? I was Like, I hope you guys see somebody because <laughs> like, he's going to see us on TV as a couple, you know, your whatever relationship may had and maybe over time, you got Bobby. If you got to get somebody in trouble on that TV. thing. Right. So we went and we did it But I remember uh-huh. when we arrived Everyone treated me like You finally got here Like we're so happy you're here Like we've been waiting for you That was so cool oh, so when wow. I met him I didn't even get to meet I didn't even meet him back too. I met him literally like Going on to the set Now some other people oh. I met beforehand That was cool But it was just so natural. It was like we'd already known each other. Of course, they get a feel for you because they they saw some of your videos and stuff like that before. So they kind of have a feel for your personality. But it was just really Mm -hmm. cool. Mm -hmm. And I remember feeling, I remember sitting backstage And thinking, before I got there and on the way there, I was a little nervous, butterflies and all that. And I still get butterflies before I do a lot of things. I can only imagine. And of course, (laughs) that was new. But when I sat back seeing, I had this feeling of peace, like this is where I'm supposed to be. Like it felt like this is home, like this is supposed to be happening. And when I got up there and you know, we spoke for a little bit, it was just, it was very natural. And it just, it was, I just remember feeling peace and it felt, and feeling just really lovely, just good and so um, it's been a blessing to get called back to do other things and to contribute to different Mm -hmm. show segments like the one that aired so I've had a few air over the summer after we went to the show and that's okay. The one that aired Monday, and there's gonna be one more that airs Friday, and so I don't really get to see I it one. because I don't watch so So what happens is, whenever I record something, I don't, I don't know where it's gonna be. <laughs> if <It's> you, <either laughs> somebody will see it, you know, sometimes, or, you know, somebody who knows me will see it, and then they'll like snap a picture or try to like DVR it, and then send it to me and say, hey, I just saw you on this or that, and then it'll, you know, I get it like that, and then I get to repost it. So I'm hoping. This week that'll happen again. <laughs> oh Lord! <laughs> so I, can I, can be like, yeah, I never did I just do it. And I can, you know, post it online or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? It's okay if I can't have the truth, Yeah, I'll trade right, for, I for my cousin. Yeah, I'll pray for like, my cousin. He wanted a special one. Okay, yeah. but yeah. We need to be able to cash. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't see nothing but sex. Right? right. I ain't watching TV. I just want to watch some (laughs) sex. Yeah, like really, I really don't. I don't. I don't have to feel you. Oh my god! I totally understand. Not with the service. I know, right? I know it now. I, I do want to bring it down a couple months ago because there's something that over, over the time that we've, we've gotten to know each other, we have a lot of similarities. And, and yes, we're, we have the one thing in common of being precious kids. We have the, you know, the thing in common of being lost in women, strong, lost in women. Yeah. But we also have something else in common that is very important. I think that a lot of people need to to hear your story, and and i like you to, to, to share that, um, and I, ironically, today, you told me that today is the anniversary of, of a situation that happened, so let's talk about it. Um, tell, tell me a little bit, tell us a little bit about your domestic violence situation, because people need to be aware. Because there are people out there that that's listening that may, may be going through what you went through, that I going right. through. And and somebody needs, somebody out there might need to hear hear your story. So I'm gonna I'm gonna um, shut my mouth and I'm gonna let you mm-hmm. tell your story. Okay? Well, um, yeah, it was on this day. I don't know. I I wish I had a better word to use because it's not something that I want to celebrate and memorialize. Is anniversary a word? Now, year, fourth year, it can be one. We're going to say anniversary is a word. Anniversary. (laughs) Um, Anniversary. Yeah. Yes. Um, But yeah, on this day, on this day in 2017, and what's crazy is it's been a couple of years, but it's like, Trauma, one of my best friends, Mel Roberson, which you guys look looking like, she's an amazing business coach, a great friend and mentor of mine, um, and the national vice president of the company we worked together with. Him. But anyway, one of my best friends, Mel, was reminding me that, you know, when you experience trauma, there's it's like burned into your memory. And like your body stores, unfortunately, your body and your metaphysical person stores that trauma. And so, um, you know, for me to be patient with myself, that although it's been three years, you know, if it still feels like yesterday sometimes for me to be patient with myself um, as I continue to, you know, continually move forward from it and mm-hmm. take whatever I'm supposed to from it. But on this mm-hmm. day, um, in 2017, um, uh, my former partner, uh, she, like, I still don't have all of my memory from that day because I had a concussion and that's how that's how bad whatever happened to me was that it completely took out memory the last thing I remember is just arguing and the next thing I remember is I woke up on my wooden floor in another room Uh, to this day he maintains it was an accident and um, I just don't see how it can be I remember having feeling this pain that was like worse than childbirth and I gave birth to my three my three youngest with no meds natural and that pain was worse than that. Um oh, I know that feeling and <laughs> I just remember when I finally was able to get up and walk through the bathroom seeing my face like my lips looked like hamburger meat and there was wood the wood from my from the floor went through mm. my mouth. And my chin and I, when I got to the first doctor he was literally pulling pieces of the wood from my face and he just kept acting over and over like what happened and um, my jaw was broken in two places I had nine stitches in my face and I just remember the blood like literally like like dripping from my face constantly like that stuff you just don't you can't forget um absolutely and it was all because he was jealous and he thought he thought that I was cheating on him with someone um, someone else who was a performer and he was coming into town that weekend to perform and uh, so all was from he a reason, thought all was from a and, and an argument and an argument and the argument and the jealousy uh, the jealousy was okay. strong enough to get him to come and drive you know 15 minutes to my house you know come in and just I just remember as soon as he came in he just came in just throwing stuff at me throwing stuff at me yelling at me Um, I was much smaller than I am now and even now I'm only above 50 I think I was he like was picking me up and this over 200 pound man picking me up throwing me into my walls yelling at me calling me a teeter and like literally throwing me like all over my house and when he got ready to leave I just remember standing in the kitchen and we were arguing and the next thing I know I woke up in the next room on the floor um, mm. and uh, I had to have nine stitches in my face. Um, then I, went, I had to have my jaw wired set for a while. And even to this day, you know, my lips is like, I guess, forever going to be kind of swollen in that area. Um, there's still scar tissue and the, the scars are still there. Um, thanks, luckily for me, um, you know the scars haven't they're not so visible unless I really point them out um, and when I put makeup on you can't see them really at all the way there, they yeah. yeah. are I can't, or, can't tell, tell at all yeah but you know it's something That's I have weird. to see every day of course I have to um, and it was quite the ordeal after that I remember blaming myself I remember letting other people blame me and saying you know what did you do for cause to you know to. and I remember mm-hmm. the, the silence and the inactions of so many people around me, um, and just feeling really alone. And like, you know, this is not bad. i should laying it for whatever reason. And, um, going through court and should I press charges? Should I not? I remember dropping the charges. I remember forgiving him, um, and then, be, of course, being made to look like a fool even more after that. And then it's like, okay, I've already sealed my fate. Now I'm sticking with him, so I've got to stay. You know, I've got to stay now. Um, it was a lot. It was a lot. It was a lot to deal with over that next year. Um, and staying with him even longer, that kind of isolated me from. I feel like a support system and even for myself in a way I feel like I separated myself from myself um, staying Mm -hmm. in that relationship Mm -hmm. even longer deciding but I I honestly felt like where else do I have to go who do I have to support me who else is going to be there for my kids you know it was was a lot and I remember before having that experience feeling so hard and judgmental on uh, growing up and being a part of the ministry and it's not everybody this is my experience in ministry and church I remember feeling so judgmental and so hard on women who made choices I didn't understand Um, bad relationships abuse um, any of that stuff but then me looking up and finding myself in some of these situations and finding myself a victim of domestic abuse And then actually standing with the abuser for a while, you know, um, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I I immediately had a lot of compassion because I understood more. Mm -hmm. I I didn't know about the cycle of abuse. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't know about how many times it takes to leave and what it takes to be able to leave a situation that you're trauma bonded in. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and even the things that can can place you in a position to even be susceptible to it. Um, you know right. it's, a, it's a lifetime of experiences that can, that can make a woman an easier target for someone who's a narcissistic abuser you know um, mm-hmm. and so I had to do a lot when I finally found a portion of the inner strength I needed to go it was only because I went into personal therapy and it took almost two years of personal therapy after that event before I felt like okay I have the tools that I need to be able to completely stand on my own two feet. Not necessarily financially, because I was already doing that. I had to, I had been supporting myself by myself for a long time um, in some ways. Um, but I would say the, the emotional strength, the um, the mental strength, and, and the spiritual resolve to be able to um, walk away from that and not be so dependent on that relationship anymore. It took a lot. Yeah. S- situations like that is is very difficult, and and I can understand and relate to a lot of what you said. Now I didn't um, have to deal with a lot of the the medical part of it because my abuser mm-hmm. it made a point to to do it to where my bruises and things like that could not be seen because I had to put on clothes, you know. Um, I was I was pregnant at the time with, with my first child and uh mm-hmm. unfortunately we like to take aim in that area and that's why I ended up losing my daughter, um, mm-hmm. but I I was like you. I juggled with should I press charges, should I not press charges, what should I do, but So yeah. I, I kinda of internalized it. Yeah. I just let it go. I just didn't deal with him or, or that family or whoever was associated with him. I just disconnected myself altogether. Um, there were times when I would go on about my business years later, and next thing I know, boom, there he is. Like, where'd you come from? Are you, are you following me? Are you stalking me? Where are you? Where'd you come from? Unfortunately, you know, um, and I don't bask in the glory of, of, anything like that that he's no longer here. Um, but um, um I've had a lot of healing that I had to do. I didn't go to therapy at the time for that. But later on in life I did end up going to therapy, and um, spoke to someone and that is a point of time in my life that I did bring up in therapy because of course you have to go back. You have to, you know, do some, some digging to find out why you are the way you are today so that's what I did um, and it teaches you a lot about yourself I it teaches you about strengths that you didn't really know that you had and I want it to be known and I want people to understand that if you are in a situation like this right now or if you have been or whatever the case may be please for the love of God please reach out to someone. I don't care if it is a friend. It can be a pastor. It can be a teacher. It can be um, a a therapist. Go to therapy. Um, A community leader. Go to someone that you feel comfortable going to to divulge this type of information to. Because sometimes we feel... Like, oh, uh, I don't want anybody. Well, let me put it like this: for me, okay, I didn't want people to judge me. I was concerned, and and I really didn't care about people judging me before, except for this situation. You know what I mean? This situation is something that I didn't want anybody to judge me because then you do get those questions: why didn't you leave? Well, which stay for? And just you know, and that stuff don't is still not don't don't make it oh, seem like it's it. my fault. You know, don't ask me why didn't I leave you should be asking them why did they do what they did but my reasons for staying were my reasons and it wasn't that I wanted to stay I had to wait until it was the right time because a friend had taken me to the hospital he didn't even know I went to the hospital and I lost my daughter at the time he didn't know any of that I had to i had to lie you know what i mean had to lie because i could get to where i needed to be to get away from that situation so i had to do what i had to do only very 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 i think maybe one or two people knew about it at the time about my my situation at the time so please Whoever is out there that's listening to, to the showcase, please, if you're going through something like this right now, or if you have gone through it, by all means, you can reach out to me. I'm here. You can contact me through any of my social media. You can contact me, email, or even um, just call. Uh, I'll make sure that you all get the information, and it's also on my uh, social media pages Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter you'll find all that information, just reach out and, and will be I'm here. So if you don't feel like if you feel like you can't talk to anybody else, you can definitely talk to me. And it'll it'll stay right between us and you as well. So if you know someone, um mm-hmm. who's experiencing it or if you suspect it, one thing that I've yes. learned um is that yes. it's important to educate yourself on it. And it's really important to, if you can, if you have the capacity to be supportive, then do that. But if not, Mm -hmm. then totally remove yourself from the situation. The worst thing you can do is say things to someone who's already a victim that would isolate them even more and that would hurt them even more. Like saying things like, you you're a volunteer. Or why would you say? That type of stuff is very counterproductive. And all it does is it drives a person into their self when you think that you're helping them when you say things that are harsh and cruel and giving them tough love, they're already getting another toxic version of tough love. <laughs> that's not love right. At all. Right. That's the last right. thing that a victim needs to hear for you to say those type of things to them. It doesn't it doesn't help. It just adds to the pain and the hurt that they're already experiencing. And so, right. And then, God forbid, something happens to the victim. And that person that he or she takes their own life because they don't have anywhere else to turn. The one person that they loved so much and that, that they thought had their best interest at heart, promised them the world and all these other bells and whistles was the one that, that hurt them the most. And then, you think that you can go to your family, or you can go to friends, or whomever, and then you get the same type of judgment. if not worth. For me, it was worth, you know, for me to to say anything to family or friends because that, you know, what I mean, if if you don't get what you're needing from the people that you love the most, then you feel like you're by yourself. Who can I turn to? So I don't have any wealth to turn. I don't have a reason to i don't have anybody you know nobody loves me nobody cares kind of thing and and that's so far from the truth it's far from the truth because regardless of how people show you or what you may think there's somebody out there who does love you there's somebody out there that does love you so transitioning from right transitioning from that to something that more um i guess Congruent with what my life looks like today. You're right. There is always somebody mm-hmm. out there who mm-hmm. loves you, and the first mm-hmm. person that that love has to come from is you. Uh, Yourself. Love truly yes. is the best love. Um, learning it's something that you learn or don't learn as a child, and in your mm-hmm. formative mm-hmm. years. Um, I. This is what I think i think that in our culture in our african-american culture a lot of times you know there's something that's still passed down in the way that we raise and rear our children that is really toxic and abusive and at a a time Mm -hmm. maybe it was necessary for our survival but we are not slaves anymore and although we have a long way to go in this country as it pertains to the way that we are treated as african-americans I don't think it serves our children well to almost teach them to be lesser than, to be humble than, um, that you're a child so you stay in a, a child's place, meaning like your feelings aren't valid, you don't, you don't have permission to say no, blah, blah, blah. That type of stuff, right. um, it can inadvertently teach that child or groom that child for abuse later on in life if they don't. Right. if they don't learn how to find their voice if they're not taught early and if they're in it they don't get positive verbal emotional and physical affirmations they need to hear yes i mean obviously you need to understand how to take a no but they need to hear yes they need to hear how amazing they are and they need to be taught political little right. boundaries they need to be given permission to say no that's a muscle that has to be developed early on you know because mm-hmm. it, like, later on in life they're going to need to be. They're going to need to feel comfortable saying no and being confrontational with something that is not right for them, something that's not good for them. And um, I think that um, there's there's a lot of things in our culture in our African American. I can't speak for other culture, and even in our Black church culture, that really needs to be right. reformed when it comes to that. That that's more patriarchal. That's toxic, and that sets our kids up for abuse um right. no one whether you know it or not so it's, it's a cycle that i've been trying and I, I i struggle to find the balance because obviously your children need to respect you um but mm-hmm. i also believe you need to respect them you know yeah. Yeah, respect them you, Absolutely. you also need to recognize and, and honor the divinity in them and show them how to as well so that when they become you know young adults and even before then that they have so much self-love because you helped them cultivate it, that you've given it to them. And every, and every, and I think it's our responsibility to learn how to do it, you know, so that yeah. they, you know, self-love is like an abuse repellent. That doesn't mean an abuser might yeah. not come, you know, bad right. people are bad people and they come to all different kinds of people, whether you weak, strong, whatever. But that mm-hmm. they can help you to recognize it early on and it can help you to reject it early on. Um, when you are so full of um, this this self-confidence and self-assurance and self-love. And I think um, as a mother, it's my job to help, you know, my daughters and my sons, you know, develop that Mm -hmm. and also to cultivate it in their relationships with their friends too. Absolutely. Absolutely. So let me ask you this real quick before we uh, get going. Um, What's next? What else do we have to look forward to with, uh, Miss Nicole Lawson, what you got going on next? Well, um, I'm going see what I'm feeling. Into whatever it is, whatever you got going okay. on, I'm gonna as far as music is concerned, um, I just started working with some cool friends and in um, Baltimore and got to spend some time with them this summer working for some new music. So, so that's been fun. So some uh, oh. kind of new songs. Finally, this is so long. So, yeah, so am I. I'm like over the moon. And I, I again, I try to be patient with myself. I got a whole lot going on. So it's not like I'm in a position to just bang out stuff like other people who have the freedom to do that. So I do what I can with you know, where I'm at in life. <laughs> right. So, um, mm-hmm. but, you know, I just started, you know, I've been here for about a year, but COVID definitely put a halt on a lot of things. You know, I was oh, my like God, for two months. And that was a very mm-hmm. scary mm-hmm. time for me. I'm um, super scared. Oh, wow. I'm very grateful that I'm healthy, that I survived it, I and that did it is it bit for so many people around here, but um, for me, it's that like- you know, Thank you. So my goal is to continue to make positive connections here um, in this state and in this region, find people that I can work for, that I can sing backgrounds for, um, stuff that continues to make me very accessible for my children as I continue to raise them, but also do what I love to do and work for. So, you know, looking, um, I need to continue to meet more musicians, people who need singers for gigs, people who need singers for studio stuff. Um, just started working on some new music with some friends in Baltimore um, I sing I'm um, one of the lead singers for a group a dance here called Sunny and Company classic R&D band amazing group of talented um, mature musicians um, I've loved the relationships that I've built with them um, really neat um, like 12 or 13 of us and um, it feels really good to be a part of a band wow. that is like, what I exactly. believe the true definition of a band is, like a, a band family, like, you know, spend time together, have good relationships, good chemistry, and that shows up in your performance. So I, I consider yeah. it a thing to have that. To, and we were booked all year long. So this COVID thing has been just really heartbreaking because we had to cancel everything. And I mean, we were working so hard. Oh, man. Well, I make that money too, <laughs> but you know, universe uh, has provided yeah. i'll say that <laughs> I'm, I'm well yeah. taken care of you know i am definitely god's number yeah. one girl <laughs> so me and yeah. my baby we're still there but i, I definitely it, it it hurt though i miss having that income too you know getting on a regular basis and i'm sure so a lot of people have but i've done, it, I've done a few things. I huh yeah i would say let better in look it hasn't stopped you you about to um, do something with LOL Network Kevin Hart um, yeah so on the 28th so I'm filming for a day with Kevin Hart's LOL Network so I was really excited when I got that call a couple of days ago so um I'm, hey. I'm gonna go in there and do my best and show up and be myself have fun and I hope that you know they yeah. call me back so, um, it to it. Before, um, I will, I will. So, um, again, I'll hopefully find out when it airs. If not, whenever it airs, somebody will see it and send it to me. Um, I've oh my god, stuff, <laughs> and I keep getting paid and I give my own credit. I'm good. If I, you know, I'm good. If you recognize me, cool. If you don't want, that's cool, too. because. I don't really want anybody <laughs> to know where I live oh, and all that stuff. I, 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 don't, I don't care about getting saved. That's can't like can't that's, my little world That's so, <laughs> like... But wait, Nicole. It's like, you're a singer... Okay, that's like a singer not listening to their music or a chef not eating their food. An actress <laughs> not watching TV. Like, what? But it's like I already did it, so I don't need to watch it because like, I already did it. I oh, my know God. You, know? you didn't see the end result. <laughs> yeah, I get well I get to see it sometimes I do but you know there's a lot of stuff that I've done that I still haven't been. there's a, there's several movies that are still in post-production that I have not seen um and you know oh I think be able to go back and find it like uninstall myself and find things but my goal is to just keep moving forward to keep working keep working keep working you know Um right so it's my hope and my prayer that I find the new agent mm-hmm. But but you know mm-hmm. I don't have a I don't have an agent anymore since I moved here. But regardless, oh. I, keep, I keep on visiting me. I keep applying. I keep. You for know. It. I did. I did. But oh, it was uh-huh. for the reason I used to live in. So since I live here now, yeah. um, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. solo again, and but I still continue to get work. So that's awesome. So um. Well, so give me a couple seconds. I want to keep working. Contact. How can people get in touch with you in case they want to work with you um, or if they want to take a look at your work? Yeah, so www.nicolelawson.com. Everything you need is there. So links to my social media, uh-huh. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Um, YouTube is there. So the link to my YouTube is there so you can see performance videos. Okay. Um, you know, I try to have yeah. a calendar up. Uh-huh. i make sure that so it's... Added. Yeah, I, I keep an hour's calendar up of dates and things like that. Um, what else is there? My blogs, products and services, so you can buy music there. Um, other things that I do, I do voice lessons. I have a course called Booking Basics, teaching people how to, you know, work in the entertainment industry right from where they're at. So I show them how to get started wherever they're at. You don't have to go York or that's LA. Cool. You know, that's not even possible. So I show them how to set some goals for themselves and get started and um uh, the things that i was able to do for me and my kids um where i used to live and even things that i continue to do here um also the shop that mikayla my oldest and i launched there's a, there's a link to connect um my website to the store covered by coley so a couple of new items popping up all the time so um yeah. you support that and mm-hmm. i get tired of hearing about everything that you do you're me out. I try to keep it. But I love it. But I love it. I love it. And they say, they say that millionaires have anywhere between five or seven sources of income. So you're on your way. You got about 12. So I learned this from Kenneth. <laughs> yeah, his name is So <laughs> right. uh, One of my, he used to be my mentor. His name is Kenneth Leonard. And... He sang, he sang, um, he sang, he sang He, <laughs> key. <laughs> he played keys for Anthony Hamilton for a while. Now he plays for his wife. His wife is a gospel singer. Oh, and, oh my gosh. What a turn. Cobb Leonard. And, um, yes. I haven't talked to him in a while, but shout out to Kenneth He, um, it was an amazing awesome. positive. Yeah, he was an amazing positive figure in my life for several years, and he's the one that introduced me to that concept. He taught me years ago that it's important to have I think he said five to seven, five to seven streams of income, always. And that's always been the goal in the endeavor. And he gave me a lot of cool, um, you know, just hacks. To help me um, as, I could, as I, you know, wanted to continue to work with music, but also make sure that I'm always keeping the bills paid and taking care of my kids. So he gave a lot of good advice about, you know, things that I could do, like gigs and stuff that I could do that could help me support my habit. <laughs> help me support my <laughs> habit. <laughs> I know love what? how you what said it? help it's me support my in. habit. <laughs> yes. And that's what it should be. What you love to do should be a habit. You know what I mean? We have like, all kinds of different habits, some good, some bad, but if it's something that you enjoy, like what you're doing, it's a habit. And, you, and it's a lifestyle, it becomes a lifestyle and you can't, find, you can't really see yourself doing anything else. So I am so, so very proud of you, Nicole. And I am so honored to serve you in my presence. And I can't wait to be able to finally see you again in prison. Thank you. And I will get my butt up there. I have got to come home soon. Yes. And I'm a class. Look, I'm a class out on your couch or air That's mattress right. or whatever. <laughs> I'm a coming I'm a coming and raise refrigerator refrigerator. <laughs> we do <don't> have, listen, <laughs> we'll have a bedroom <laughs> waiting for you, big cousin. I'm so proud of you with this <laughs> show. Congratulations. Thank you so much. Thank you. And I'm going to have you back definitely because you got to come back and talk about you know everything else that you got going on because you're non-stop you you keep it going so anything yeah. anything new that you have going on please make sure that you let me know so i can share it with the rest because yeah i'm sure that people are going to want to just know some more about who nicole is yeah i've had so many people try to especially after i became a single mother and divorced i had so many people try to focus on my limitations and try to get me to focus on my limitations and settle down and um settle in life and do what's considered practical be realistic Focus on failure, be afraid of failure, and not support me because they were afraid I was gonna fail, or not support me because they were jealous of my potential. There's all that, here. right? So, um, so now <laughs> my life over the past couple of years is all has just been all about shining. Um, because we're supposed to. Mm-hmm. We all are supposed to. Um, Absolutely. Trying to help my children do the same thing. And really yes. showing the love and the support and the creativity and the positivity that I've always wanted to have. So doing it for myself and then doing it for others. Well, that that right there, I think, is a great way to sign off. Let people let that. that those words of wisdom resonate because um you you are doing your thing and i i can't be prouder i really can't um i guys i will make sure that her information is um on our page as well so you can follow her follow share like comment support 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 share 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 again nicole lawson singer actress, mompreneur my honor to call my cousin. Thank you so much, Nicole, for joining me in the round. Thank, thank you. you it's been my you, pleasure. I love you. I love yeah, you. Me honey. Too. And I'll be talking to you again really, really soon. Okay. Well guys, that was another episode of, of Showcase. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening in. Um again, our number is two five six eight 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 seven nine seven. Give me a call or you can email me. Adonis Lounge at gmail.com. You can also hit us up on uh, any social media. Let's say the Facebook. You can do Facebook. It's the original, I'm sorry, forgive me, the official underscore Adonis Lounge on Instagram. It's the official Adonis Lounge on Facebook and Twitter. It's Adonis Lounge. But it'll all be on our page. Follow, 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 share, share, share. All right, guys, we're going to sign off. Good night.